All right, Landon, you made it, dude. I made it. I made it. Landon House. What's up, bro? Only yes, that is my real last name. Only an hour late, but we won't hold it against you. Hey, listen, it's better better than not showing up at all, right? I know. I mean, it's easy on you. We get the whole thing set up. You just gotta walk in and bring the talent, right? <laughs> yeah, I got something I gotta I gotta get to right after this too. So y'all have to break it all down. Oh, okay. Got you. Got you. No worries then. What's good though? You have a good day? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh had a really good morning. Met with Dick Dillingham. Not sure if y'all are familiar with. Obviously, a couple of y'all were there, both yeah. of you. But yeah. uh, meeting with Dick Dillingham was was really, really eye opening. There. Oh yeah, we'll we'll get to that. We'll definitely get to that. Yeah. Um, dude, I had a, I had a busy day. We had that meeting early, and then I went and shot some guns today. Yeah. Yeah, you, were, you were in and out all day. Oh yeah, I was I was in and out all day long. But we went at lunchtime and we went and shot um, some nine mil, a Glock, um, AR fifteen. Went and shot this nice Brian Brigham scar. No, dude. Oh, I wish though. That gun shoots like butter. I wish. Well, I've learned those. Like I I grew up shooting like shotguns and rifles. I was never familiar with pistols too much, so I'm way more accurate with the with the with the rifles because when we were shooting rifles and um when we were shooting pistols i was like all over the map when we were shooting the pistols but brian he had it more dialed in than i did but then when we, were, we broke out the rifles dude i was a marksman that's almost scary i'm a dead eye it's almost scary i feel like it's probably easier to get accurate with handguns than it is with rifles uh it could be but i mean it's just what you're more familiar with right do you own a, a gun not here in north carolina you don't no. I'm not sure that I want to ask the specifics on that. Well, back in New Hampshire, where I'm from, I do have guns, right? You know, we hunt, we do whatever, um, but not not here, no. Yeah, you live in, like, the country in New Hampshire, so I'm pretty sure you own a lot of guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody well, up there owns, like, 100 acres each, right? Something like that. I mean, I grew up on 54, which is a lot. That's it? Your parents yeah. own 54 acres? Yeah, well, that's what we, the house that I grew up in, not in the house that we have now. The house is, like, four acres. But the house I grew up on was 54. Which how much y'all sold, or how much, if y'all listed 54 acres? Um, I mean, it depends. I don't know what the, we could pull up like the Zestimate on that house. I, I guess, guess it would depend actually, on what's on I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that, actually. We can put a pin in that. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about it later. Um, yeah, yo, but we took our concealed carry class. You remember oh that? Oh my gosh! You want to tell you want to tell the story? About yeah, that? I actually, I, I don't know if I've heard the whole story on that. So, oh my gosh! So we we get recommended to go to this concealed carry class, so that way we can get our concealed carry here in North Carolina. <laughs> and where we go to Hickory? Hickory, North Carolina, for a concealed carry. And keep in mind, we're in Charlotte, that has thirty thousand gun ranges that has concealed carry class. Yeah. So we drove and. I mean, it started at what, 7 a.m.? 7 a.m. <laughs> and it's an hour away. For them, oh, for going them, to Hickory at 7 a.m. to go get a concealed carry permit? Yeah. Me and Austin were out the night before, too. So it was a, it was a tough morning. Where were we? Where were we? <laughs> Remember we had Golf? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we, we went up to Hickory. It started at 7. <laughs> and then, dude, this instructor, every like 30 minutes, we took a break. So this guy could go have a smoke break. <laughs> and he wasn't teaching, like, any content, dude. He was just telling stories the whole time. Nah. And then the gun range, the, the gun range. Uh, bro, we were like, bro, keep up. Okay, we got done with the class. So, like, okay, it was from 7 to, like, 3. We got done with the class. Then he said, follow, he said, follow me. 
he drove to somebody's house. He said, follow me. He walked around back and had a little country set up redneck gun range. And we shot our pistols and then he just passed everybody. We were like shooting into this banking, like down by a river. And we drove like further out into the country from where this place was being hosted. Everybody got in line, followed him. We parked in this field and then marched down into the woods, down to this river. <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. And wait, it was wait. a church school bus and just abandoned school bus there, which I don't. I'm so the range wasn't at the place that y'all actually took no, the class. No, there's no range there. We went out to some or the range. Yeah, yeah, air quotes, but yeah. Oh and then um, the lunch. He told us he re- he highly recommended this place to go to, and it was this big like Dollar General. And it's a little cut, this little pizza spot that's in a cut. That was like, it was, he told us to go there and went there and it wasn't the best. <laughs> but, and it was a super expensive for some Yeah, reason. it was actually so, we got <laughs> grilled cheeses too. It was like $20 for grilled cheeses. Yeah, it was crazy. And then, um, what was the other thing? Oh, dude, you're, you're bag that you're carrying your freaking ammo around. Austin just had it in this pla- <laughs> that, that I did hear about. <laughs> in, in just a plastic bag, like a Walmart bag. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Who but, who recommended uh, this, uh, this it was place? Just a, a past... A past team member. Yeah. You got with Orlando with. <laughs> yeah, so we, we were up there and like so far out in the country, early in the morning. Hickory's <laughs> out there. And this dude didn't get... He didn't go to sleep till like three in the morning. And Chris, Christian picked me up at like five fifteen a.m. I got like two hours of sleep. I mean, you might as well just you might as well just push through. Dude, I did. I was so tired at the end of it, though. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah, it was a bad. I didn't think you had a, a good day that day. No, no. It was, it was Saturday too, right? Yeah, yeah. It was a Saturday. What a way a to spend a Saturday, right? Yeah, right, man. dude. It was it was something else. I mean, it was the most country like concealed carry class you could imagine like i mean i don't know if we should be putting this out there but literally anybody could go take that and pass it yeah well, welcome to do, the bible belt yeah <laughs> if you want an easy class go to there in hickory he's a great guy i forgot his name but he's a great guy funny guy yeah he's, he's a great guy don't get me wrong he's a funny guy like austin said but oh my gosh yeah. he just told stories the whole time and every every 45 minutes break <laughs> <laughs> anyone want to smoke yeah and he uh he Speaking of that, I literally got my fingerprints for the concealed carry uh, last week, last Monday. Oh, finally? Finally. Dude, I haven't even done that yet. We went and took the class, and I haven't done any of the steps since then. And how, the, how long has it been? It's been like over This was like year. probably what? No, it's been about eight months. No, this was before the new year. This was like... It was no, a while ago. Yeah, this was like November. Dude, we're coming up on a year. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like it was a really long time ago. Before <laughs> I lost the paper. Nah, dude. I still have the paper on file, but there's definitely, like, a limitation as to how soon expire? you can file it. Yeah. yeah. I might have to go take the class again. At least I know I can pass it. That's true. Bro, That's don't true. go all the way to Hickory to take that class. Bro. No, I just need to get off my ass and hand that paperwork in before <laughs> it expires. <laughs> yeah, yeah so if you go take that class anywhere else and actually have to yeah. do something to pass that. Yeah. Yeah. Nuts. Nuts. But yeah, I mean, we went shotgun today, which is a great time. A little aromatherapy. I went for a run before this. Now we're here. We got all set up just for you to walk right in. Bless us. Bless us with your presence, Landon. Yeah, yeah I appreciate y'all um, allowing me to bless you. Yeah, you're 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 welcome. <laughs> um, I need y'all to join my uh, my boxing class, bro. 
Oh, well, yeah. Not join it, but at least come to first class, bro. Is it free? Yeah, first class free. First class free? Yeah. All right, I'm open to that. Mm. I got a combo for your ass, too, bro. Yeah. <laughs> combo for you. All right. Dude, well, we were talking about this last time. <laughs> like this boxing, this boxing class seems legit. It's something that would be definitely fun to do. Yeah. Just try it out. All right. All right. I'm open to it. Yeah. But Landon, so I mean, me and Austin did episode one. This is your first time on here, and I mean, you're obviously going to be a regular. So, I mean, what what should everybody know about you? Uh, yeah. Obviously, from here in the Carolinas. Um, was born in Greenville, South Carolina, and, you know, where Falls Park is and all that. Biggest county in South Carolina, actually. So, not that anyone really cares because it's Greenville, so, or because it's South Carolina. Yeah, sick brag. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Pretty sick. But yeah, and then I was, uh, obviously, here in Charlotte is where the other side of my family lived. So, I ended up moving here for the majority of my childhood. Mm-hmm. And then moved down to Bluffton, South Carolina, Beaufort County, down there in the cut, and was there for 13 years. Okay. And from then, from what age to what age? Uh, third grade. I don't really know ages too well, but third grade until I was about 20, 21. Okay. So the I would say the developmental years. The developmental years. The developmental years. Okay. It sure, certainly developed me. Mm. There's no doubt about that. So. Um, and then moving up here, whenever I met my then girlfriend, then fiance, now wife. So we met her and decided that we were going to move back up here. She's from Rock Hill, so a stone's throw away from, from Charlotte. Yep. And we're both Panthers fans, Hornets fans, pretty much everything Carolinas, homegrown. Nice. And instead of driving four hours, we decided that we're going to drive 15, 20 minutes. There you go. Nice. There that you was, go. That was it. So, what else do y'all want to know? Well, now you're you're one of the top dog realtors here in the greater Charlotte area. Yeah, is what I, I would we're, say. We're in September, and you already closed what twenty million in the volume, give or take. I don't know. It's actually it's just above sixteen, but um, that's just what I've closed. But I've had a hand in twenty million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sixteen million as the actual lead agent on it. Okay, it's a lot. That's a lot. It uh, takes a good team, that's for sure. But yeah, certainly yeah. certainly blessed there to have been given the opportunity mm-hmm. to even go into real estate. Right. And so kind of threw me into my next question. What even got you into real estate? Uh, yeah, it was not like it was very premeditated at all. So I was we, when we moved up here, uh, we pretty much picked up from Bluffton, and, and we can go into a little bit more in Bluffton after, after we talk about how I got into real estate. Yeah. But... Um, we, we picked up and moved from Bluffton because we knew we had to. Uh, just how we were living down there wasn't very healthy. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, had to, we had to get out of Bluffton in order to like, really be able to take the next step and separate uh, just from a, a lifestyle that we didn't want. And we thought we knew how much money we needed to save or an idea whenever we were going to move. And we got to a point to where my wife, Kayla, she, she said, maybe we just wait one more year and save a little bit more money. And I looked at her and said, no, no, we're not doing it. So if we did that, if we do that, we're going to just say that again next year. And it's going to be an ongoing thing. And we're never going to get out of here. Were you married at that point? We were not. Okay. We were, not. We were living together, though. Mm-hmm. So we had this little shoebox apartment, downtown Bluffton, right above Sipping Cow, which is a, bre- a popular breakfast spot down there. And um, right in the middle of 
where we thought we wanted to be, like right in downtown, and that proved very expensive, and not a whole lot of sleep. And uh, but so we we picked up and moved up here, and yeah, we didn't have near enough saved, <laughs> which we figured that out when we got here. But we already had the U-Haul and everything up here. How yeah, much did so, you have saved up? You remember? Uh, yeah, it was uh, just over four thousand dollars. Okay. So. And, and, and so the, the week before we made our final trip to come actually like sign a lease for an apartment because it wasn't, we didn't have the best credit and stuff like that. So we got denied for the first couple of places and then we finally found a place, City Park View, um, right, right in front of Jackson Jills, which will- we'll, City Park View? I City Park View. that apartment. Yeah, City Park View. That was where we moved to. What year? Uh, 2018, 2018. Oh, yeah. They- they tried mm-hmm. to upcharge like crazy. Yeah, in 2018, we got a two-bedroom for 1400 Okay. Man. It's not bad. They tried to kill me with a one-bedroom. Well, now the, now the two bedrooms are crazy. Now they're like, they're approaching like three grand over there. So what were y'all doing when you moved to Charlotte? You jump into real estate and then mm-hmm. what were I wasn't in real estate. So what what that look like? I didn't even think about real estate at that point. I was, um, she went and got a job at Jackson Joe. We were both in food and beverage. Uh, down in Bluffton, so that's what we were planning on doing up here. So we didn't know anything else. Mm-hmm. So she went and got a serving job at Jackson Jills, which was right across the street from City Park View, which was more ideal because it was right there. Mm-hmm. So I said that I was going to go get a job at a nice high-end restaurant. I'm in the city now to be great, and it took me seven places for somebody to hire me. Wow! So finally got to South Park Grill one day, and luckily it was a newer restaurant, so they didn't know any better. So. Why was that? Why it took seven times? Uh, it was tough for me to find a job because of like background, criminal background checks, stuff like that. So it was, uh, it made it a little bit tougher to find a job up front and not being here like in the area for 13 years or like nobody knows who I am. Like they did down in Bluffton where I got a job down there because I, I knew people whose families owned the restaurant that I ended up uh, working at for uh, pretty consistently for, for a good while there. And so finally someone took shot. And so it turns out South Park Grill was actually owned by Johnny Harris and Greg Olson. And so it was actually pretty cool with that. And being a big Panthers fan and everything, I didn't know that up front. I just saw that they were higher end. The food prices were higher. And I was thinking, okay. You ever closed. get to meet him? Yeah, I served Greg Olson. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I served him. Like he was in there all the time, him and Ryan Khalil. Uh, they came in a lot. Christian McCaffrey came in one time. Luke Keekley came in. Man. Wesley Walls was a regular at the bar there every uh, every once in a while. I shouldn't say regular, but he was in there a couple of times. Should have got some so, um, autographs. There was a, there was an understanding there yeah. that that was the staff certainly was not to do that. Yeah, <laughs> that makes so, sense. And they had like whenever Ryan Khalil and Greg Olson would would come in like for their their kids. They were they were real good friends with their kids for their kids' parties or something like that. They would have a couple of servers, uh, one in particular that pretty much served them every time. So, mm-hmm. and I actually turns out I actually became pretty good friends. And he he taught I had never done fine dining, so he taught me fine dining, uh, the ins and outs, I guess you could say, of it. And I became pretty close with him to where whenever the parties would happen, you need another server with you. It's not just one because it's fine dining. Mm-hmm. So eventually, I worked my way into that room with him every time, which was pretty cool. And then Johnny Harris was at the bar every single day. That's Johnny Harris owned another restaurant too. That was in South Park, and he split time between both. Okay. And um, now, granted, Johnny Harris, he's 
I mean, Lincoln Harris development. That's Johnny Harris. Got so it. he wasn't there overseeing anything. He was there drinking and eating and having a good time. So it was um, it was really cool. Felix Sabatis was a regular there. He was. Him and Johnny Harris, from what I understood, were pretty good friends. And who's that? Felix Sabatis is – he owns a lot of the car dealerships here in the area. Okay. So I believe he's Cuban, Cuban from Cuba. Okay. I think he's one of the one of the – He's self-made. I did a little bit of research on him, and one of the wealthiest Cubans, like right. ever. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So you go ahead and you come here, you move here, you get into food and beverage, you work your way into fine dining. Was that paying decent while you're here? Nope. It was not. Okay. <laughs> no. so fine dining was not. Is not uh, just because you work at fine dining doesn't mean you make more money. Got it. The okay. Structure's a little bit different now. I'm sure it's probably different in some fine dining places. So how do you, so you're in food and beverage, and then what's, what's the jump to real estate? So there's one night that I'm getting off work, and I'm in what we call our penguin suits. So I've got my white button down with my black tie on and my black pants, mm-hmm. and so I'm in my penguin suit, and I'm, I'm going to Jocks and Jill's. It's a Duke, the night of a Duke, North Carolina game, basketball game, which that's the only game, Duke, North Carolina game that really matters. Right. Yeah. And... Um, I'm going to to Jackson Jill's to wait for my wife Kayla to well then then fiance we were actually engaged at that point uh, to get off work and so there this place is slam it's a sports bar it's been here for 20 years it's well known it's slam there's one seat left at the bar one seat and so obviously I go sit at that seat and I sit next to Thomas Elrod and. I had no idea it was Thomas Elrod or who Thomas Elrod was at that point. No offense, Thomas, whenever you <laughs> listen to this. And uh, so we just start talking. He's a big North Carolina fan, and I'm a Clemson fan, but we have one thing in common. We both hate Duke. And mm-hmm. so we have a couple of drinks. We're talking, and um, one thing leads to another. And he says, I want, you ever thought about real estate? I want you to come work for me. I was like, nope, never thought about real estate. I don't know anything about it. You sure? He's like, yeah. Uh, when can you start? And this and is 2018. That was, yeah, it was the end of 2018. It was okay. December, I believe. And how December. long was you working fine dining before? I was, I was probably, at that point, I was coming up on a year. A year of fine dining. Okay. I really, I was really starting to get my foot in the door at the place, like with the GM and everything. Okay. And um, I was, obviously, I worked a lot of shifts and everything like that, too. But either way, it was still food and beverage. And I was actually training to become the bartender there. At that point, too, to where I'd be serving and bartending. Bartenders are, at that place at least, was, was where your bread and butter was. Mm-hmm. And so I was training to become one of, the, one of the three bartenders there. And so, which, hey, at, at that point, I was like, this is awesome. Move my way up. Cool. Right. And so I was like, well, what, what would I need to do to, to get into real estate if I was to come work for you? Like, do I need to go to school, have, like, a degree or something like that? I said, I don't have any of that. I don't even have a high school diploma. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean... He goes, no, it's just 500 bucks. Go to real estate school, 75 hours, usually about three months. And so I was like, I got to keep working if I can't actually start selling real estate. And he goes, and then after that, uh, it'll probably be another six months before you make any money. And so, so I'm like, uh, he's really selling it to you, huh? Yeah, yeah, sold, sold the shit out of it. You don't have a hospital diploma? No. I did not know that. Mm-mm. No. We'll, we, we'll circle back yeah, to we that. Yeah, we'll circle back to it. Yeah, I want to hear the end of this story, though. Um, so, um, I'm like, okay. I'm like, because I'm, I'm trying to, this is, 
after talking to him, like, man, this is, this guy's he's kind of a big deal, mm-hmm. and like he's a successful business owner, and so I, I shrug off the five hundred dollar thing, like, yeah, no problem, like I don't have five hundred bucks, <laughs> I don't, I don't. We're, we're taking all of our money, and we're using it for for bills every month, like sometimes right. cut to close. Yeah, um, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, five hundred, no, no problem, no problem, and so I. So we ended up, we called it a night, and he was like, call me tomorrow if, if you're serious. And he gave me his business card, which I still give him shit for that every once in a while. So if you know Thomas now, you never give a business card. Mm-mm. Never give a business card. Get so. their information. That's right. That's but he's, right. Probably, he's probably testing you, though. Let me yeah. see if this guy will actually call me. Let me see if he's actually serious. And that very well could have been it. And yeah. I don't exactly remember if I, yeah, I may have given him my information, too. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't remember. Um... But yeah, it's, so the next day I, I called him. So I kept the business card, which I usually don't. I'll just throw them away. Every mm-hmm. time I get a business card from somebody, it usually goes in the trash almost immediately. Yeah. If it ever even makes it in my pocket. So called him the next day, and I was like, I don't know if you remember me or not. But he goes, yeah, I do. You ready to come work for me? And I was like, oh, my God, this guy was serious. <laughs> and I was, like, low-key hoping he was like, oh, yeah, you know, we're uh, – yeah, we're at capacity on the team or something like that. It's something different. And it was, I knew it was going to be a little uncomfortable. And uh, he was like, yep, you just need to sign up for classes. I'll have, um, I like, it was, she was almost like the recruiter and headed up the marketing and everything, Crystal. Mm-hmm. At, the, at that time, he was like, I'm going to have her go ahead and email you all the information and everything like that. And so she did. I signed up for classes immediately. We were able to scrounge up 500 bucks somewhere. I don't remember where we got it, but. Um, and I started real estate school and then three months, about three months later, I joined in, in May. So it took a little bit for me to actually be able to enroll. So, um, probably a couple months and then I started in May of 2019 Wow. on the team. Yeah. The interview process was pretty lengthy, but they, uh, he even, uh, I didn't have to put a resume in either. So I didn't know how to make a resume. So I had never <laughs> done that before. Well, that worked out well for you. Then. All I ever had to do was references. Yeah. You know, restaurants, they don't care about resumes. Right. So this year you're probably going to close what around 60 homes, yeah, yeah, right around 60 for right around 23, 24 million. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. when you when you jumped in, oh, go ahead, Austin. I'll say for uh, how much GCI you're on track to make. Uh, I'm I mainly look at net numbers, so I'll, I'm going to look at netting, like net 150 thousand. Okay. Dang. And you're on Walk track. away. Walk away. Yeah. You're on track for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, so. You go ahead, you're about to sell 60 homes, about to have $150,000 made in 2023. In 2019, you jump in, start slinging homes like that, or you just built for it? Absolutely not. What did it look <laughs> like when you started? It was hard. Yeah. It was hard. I had never done things like this before. So, like, just uh, like lead generation. Mm-hmm. I, had never, I had never done things like that before and just picked up the phone and called strangers and said, hey, I'm the guy, right? right. I'm, I'm the guy. I can, I can help you sell, sell your property. I can help you buy a home. Like, you should trust me. You should trust me. This 24-year-old that has never done this before, mm-hmm. doesn't have any kind of education background. And so, yeah, it was hard learning scripts and just pounding the phones. And, like, it was almost like showing up and just banging my head against the wall every single day. Yeah. And I got to a point to where, and Thomas will tell you too, like he's, as I could see in his face, he was ready to quit. And I was, I was ready to quit. And I was, I got to a point where I was, I was probably like 30, 45 days in. What made you not quit? 
knowing what I would be going back to. Like yeah. I'd be going back to doing the same thing as before. And, and Thomas, he was, he instilled in me the, hey, you see what, what the team is now, right? Do you trust me that I can, I can put you in a position that this could be a career for you mm-hmm. and this could like really change your life? And for some reason, I did trust him. Yeah. I still had only known him for a few months. So, have that blind faith. All right, so I had the blind faith. Now, don't get me wrong. Blind faith only gets you so far. Right. And my wife was also still then, still my fiance at the time. But she was like, well, I mean, you're already in. We're already money into this thing. I doubt South Park Grill is going to hire you back. And like, what's the alternative? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so just kidding kind of but so uh, when you yeah. when you join the team i know a lot of agents it's hard to just jump in without getting paid for six months how are you still paying the bills so they had a they had a structure at that time so i didn't jump on like i didn't join the team and then join straight into like being an agent now i was licensed because at that at that time on the team everybody had to be licensed and um so i was actually an inside sales associate what does where, that entail? So I was, that's where you're, you're making, like everybody on the team makes their phone calls, they lead generate and everything like that. But your, your job is to set consultations for the outside set. They were at that time called outside sales agents. Mm-hmm. And so your, your job was to set consultations for the outside sales agents to go meet. And at that point, they would sign them to work together and then sell the property or help them buy a home. Mm-hmm. And so, and that was literally your only job. And you get paid off that. That's right. Yeah, when it closes. When it closes. But they had a structure set up at that time, which was like for your first 90 days. It was a, it was like a 90 day, almost like boot camp mm-hmm. to where you had to make a certain amount of calls, contacts, and set a certain amount of consultations. But like your main, your main, uh, I should say, measurable was METs. Like how many consultations can you set to meet? Mm-hmm. Obviously, everything else after that is a little bit out of your control. Right. Personally, that's your outside sales agent's job yeah. from there. Right. And so you had, it was $2,000 a month for everyone that started. That was just base. And then you had to have two Mets, the first 30, another six Mets, the second 30, and then 10 Mets, the third 30. And so if you hit those Mets, then at that point, you would get the $2,000. Mm-hmm. And so... Okay. It got, we got to a point to where I ended up, so the first month it was tough. I got the two mats, but it was tough. And, and that's when, that was when I had that, that mindset of, man, I, I, I might need to go start figuring something else out. Mm-hmm. And so then pushing through that, getting through the, the set towards the end of the second 30 day period, I started to kind of hit my stride a little bit. I started to figure it out a little bit more. And there was, there was a, there was something that our coach at the time, and I don't even remember this coach's name because he wasn't, like our, our coach, that our MAPS coach at the time for the team. And it was before Jeremy. It was before, you know, um, it was before the guy we have now. Um, I, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. I can't remember. Aaron. Aaron, yep. Aaron Simons. Uh, it was before Aaron. And, and so he, what he said in one of these coaching calls was, when you figure out how to put yourself on the other end of that phone, Put yourself in the shoes of those people that that you're talking to Mm -hmm. and figure out, hey, if I was them and just always be in this mindset, if I was them, how would I want to be talked to? How would I want somebody to help guide me through this process? 
at that point, everything's going to become easier for you. Because I'm making these calls, and I'm like, how can I get a sale? How can I get a sale? How can right. I, all I want to do, like, help me make money. Right. Like, you need to help me. What is going on here? Like, it's, I thought this was going to be easier and everything, but the, the mindset kind of shifted for me there. And it was just kind of slowing down. Yeah. And so then I started to get I started to get some momentum there and ended up, I think it was 10, 10 Mets in the second month. And then I approached, we had a meeting. I don't really remember how it happened, but I had, we had a meeting about, about Mets for the first 30 days. And we ended up talking about, well, if you exceed those Mets, what happens then? There's some sort of bonus. They didn't have a bonus structure in there because they hadn't, they hadn't had this like, situation, yeah, they hadn't had the situation yet. And so they're like, okay, here's what we'll do. So because it's 18 total Mets, right, to, to collect all six grand. Mm-hmm. So if you get 24, we'll give you an additional $1,000. And if you get 32, we'll give you an additional, another 2,000 to be 3,000 total, so 9,000 total yep. through those first, which again is, is three grand a month. Mm-hmm. Now you don't get the 3,000 to the end of the, the last days. So it was $2,000 right. a month because nothing's closing in that 90 days. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. So now I'm, I'm sitting at you know, 12 total. And so that month, I need to get 20 Mets in order to hit that 32. Mm-hmm. And so the very last day of that, of that 30 days, Sharon Martin may or may not have done me a favor and counted something as a Met, which probably shouldn't have been counted as a Met, <laughs> and got me to 32. That's real nice. Well, I mean, still, even set 20 in a month is huge. So yeah. after that 90-day that period, is that when you became a, a real estate agent? Nope. Nope. That's just when I graduated boot camp. So then I signed my offer to actually to actually be on the team after that. And okay. so then we were salaried though. So the salary actually went to 2,500 a month once you finish that boot camp, and then you're paid a percentage of, of the closings, obviously. How much were you making at the um, bar? Uh, the most I made in a year in food and beverage was 45,000. So was that a month? Uh, just looking at it. It's like right around like 3,500. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not too far off? No, not too far off. Okay. Nope, I was working a hell of a lot more. And yeah. In real estate. <laughs> yeah. At okay. first, I mean, that's how it goes. So then you, you stay as the ISA and you get the salary and you keep doing that. How long do you do that for before you're like, all right, I'm going to be actual real estate agent and get paid more? Yeah. So I was in, I was an ISA after that for, I was an ISA total for a year and nine months. So, so pretty much two years. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. What had you stay that long? So I wanted to learn a lot more, like the ins and outs of the business, because I, I came in fresh, like I was raw coming into, into real estate. So I'll be honest with you, in real estate school, I didn't pay much attention. I just crammed everything right before the test the night before and went and took the test. Well, they just teach you how to stay out of real estate jail, That's not right. actually sell real estate. That's so right. I don't think you That's missed right. that much. That's right. And I didn't know that at the time, though. But I mean, that's just that was just kind of my track record with school mm-hmm. anyways. Right. I'm, I'm not coming here to learn. I'm coming here because I have to be here. Or maybe I don't, but it's frowned upon if I'm not. Yeah. And um, and I'm a pretty good, te- I've always been a pretty good test taker, so I wasn't too worried about it. And I just crammed it, took tests and passed, and that was it. And so I decided to be in ISA for a little bit longer. It was about the first year I had to be one anyways. Right. Because I, I get already even be an agent on the team. You, you've got to know how to sell real estate. you got to know contracts and stuff like that. I didn't know any of that stuff. But I, I got to a point to where I was comfortable enough to where I felt that, okay, I know that I'm going to be able to, you know, answer the phone or call somebody, and if they have a real estate need, I can, for the most part, yeah, be able to be able to take care of it and at least get them set. So now I'm going to focus on watching like Brian and Daniel, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna go stand behind them sometimes when they're at their computer, and I'm gonna watch them fill out contracts. Yeah, 
while I'm still you know, being the ISA there. Because you can't, you can't just walk in through the door with absolutely zero experience no. and then just start selling homes. Well, I mean, you could. Unless, you. unless your name's Tyler Runnels. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling there was going to be a plug coming but, in there somewhere. No, yeah. but, uh, say, you, you can't. Those are rare specimens, that's for sure. Some, yeah. some would say they're built differently. Or yeah, different, but. different breeds. But. <laughs> oh, man, this dude, Tyler, can't sell no real estate. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Stop, dude. But yeah, so, um, so that, we're about a year in, and... They're like, well, you want to become an agent? Like, what, what do you want to do? And I was like, no, I think I want to, I want to, I want to stay doing, I want to stay being an ISA. And I, a lot of it was because to Brian uh, Boger, who I think we're going to have him on at some point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Brian had been an ISA for three years. And so I, um, I, was, I was looking at Brian and I was like, I want to be that guy. Like, I want to be Thomas. And, but I was like, in order to get to Thomas, I got to be Brian. Right. First. And... I want to be that guy. And so that's what led to a little bit of it. And then I wanted to literally know that I could, I could, I wanted to be comfortable enough to know that it doesn't matter what objections I would get for anything, like on a phone call or anything like that, I can handle them and I can set anything. Once I get to that point, then I feel like at least I'm, I'm close to mastering that. Then uh, at that point, I'm going to go become an agent. Mm. So nine months later, and the reason it was, it was nine months or it wasn't, that wasn't nine months later. That was, um, it was the end of 2021, right? Uh, it was the end of 2020. It was, it was one of the years. Yeah, it was the end of 2020. Yeah, because I became an agent, what, January 2021, right? Yeah, I think that's when you did, because when I, when I joined the team, you weren't a lead agent for a full year yet. I wasn't? You were not. You joined in 2022, didn't you? No, I joined in 2021. That's what I said. The end of 2021. Hey, you've been here for that long? Yeah. Dude, two two years on Wednesday. I can't believe that. I know, right? That's kind of crazy. That's crazy. I know. Y'all I know. are old heads. I know. I know. That's crazy I, to say you've been here for two years and you're an old head. Yeah. It's <laughs> September right now for everybody that's watching. This isn't going to drop till November, but yeah. That's crazy. We're about to be at two years. Well, I, I know. Congratulations ahead of time in case I forget. All right. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So then it would have been 2021. So, yeah. At the end of 2020, then, yeah, that makes sense because I started in May of uh, 20, May 20th, 2019. On the yeah, team, so that makes sense. Yeah. All right, so they're like, all right, going into a new year, it'd probably be easiest, you know, for numbers and business planning and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. And we had this conversation in in at the end of October because you're starting to plan for in real estate, starting to plan for the following year at, at the end of October mm-hmm. because your your activities are going to start in November. So I said, okay, what are you going to decide? Do you want to be an ISA again, or do you want to be an agent? I was like, all right, let's do this. Uh, I don't know if I'm 100% ready, but if I don't do it now, it's kind of like moving up here. If I don't do it now and I just continue to try to prepare and prepare and prepare and prepare and prepare and prepare and prepare to never do anything, then what's all the preparation for? Yeah, so So then January 2021, you become an agent. mm -hmm. In between January of 2021 to now September of 2023, you have sold over 150 homes. Correct. Yeah. That's insane. Correct. Yeah, I hope to be in the ISA because I just all I did was bring a database with me that I had already built. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Lena, let me ask you for the viewers uh, looking. Really, all they care about is how much money they're going to make. Mm-hmm. How much money did you make the day you started from that conversation with Thomas to before um, you became a lead agent? 
the ISA period. Before, so just the ISA period. So, yeah, just the so ISA. Your, your time as an ISA for that year and nine year months. Nine months. Uh, I made about. So I'm trying to think. The first year, I ended up. I ended up making like twenty grand or something the first year, and then the second year, I made. Right around eighty, eighty something thousand dollars the second year. So, so a total of K. total of like one hundred and ten thousand there. Okay. About yeah. a year and a half. Yeah, and it was, if I was going to continue to be an ISA, my goal for the next year was going to be to to net $100,000 as an ISA. Wow. Nice. You probably would have had it. Now, granted, by that time, though, we had taken, at that point, we had already taken out the, the salaries, though. The salaries were long gone. So yeah. the salaries actually ended, it was probably like, I want to say it, it wasn't too long after I actually signed that salary thing. It was probably like six months after that. I was like, well, this, this is going to get interesting. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta, you step up your game a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get paid more in the closings, anyways. You do, you know. And so, so obviously the the splits there and everything they went up whenever that happened. Right. So, so that first year you made twenty k. Yeah. Give or so you. Time. So would that be just from May to January? Correct. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, just just in real estate, yeah. Or May to December, yeah. Yeah, because up until May, whenever I started, I was like, I did everything the right way at South Park Real, two week notice, everything like that. I was working there because there was no, we weren't gonna be able to pay the bills, so I yeah. was going to real estate school. Yep. Yeah, and yep. still working. It's like we both had to work like yep. full time, if not more than full time, if that's even possible. But uh, gotcha. in order to even pay the bills, mm -hmm. so it was. It but was I grind. mean, that second year solid. But something that you you mentioned beforehand, you were like, I might as well make the jump, going into twenty twenty one to be like a lead agent, an actual real estate agent. So that way, I'm not you know postponing it, postponing it. You said the same thing about moving out of Bluffton. What was like the the rush there? Not necessarily the rush, but like the the motivation, the urge to like, hey, we need to get out of here. Uh, yeah, good uh, good question. So I guess we can just we can take that one back to. I guess we can just talk about Bluffton as a whole. What my life looked like then? Yeah, run it run it through us. Cause I I mean I've heard some of your story before. Um, I don't think Austin's heard too much of it. I didn't even know you didn't graduate high school. Yeah, we can jump into it. So. Yeah, just uh, setting expectations here. I did not make great decisions when I was a when I was younger. I did not, and um, so we were when I was in Bluffton, going through high school and stuff like that. And I uh, I like to go get in trouble a little bit. I like to to push the limits, push the boundaries, and you know I I was an athlete too. Or I like to think I was. <laughs> and they'll probably tell you otherwise, these freaking guys here. Not, not that Austin had I'm, an athlete. Yeah, I've never no, seen. I wasn't, I I've wasn't never Austin seen. had an athlete. Now, granted, I didn't give myself the opportunity to be either because I had dropped out of high school the first time when I was a sophomore. Dropped so, out of, when you was a sophomore? Yeah, when I was a sophomore in high school. Like, what, 15 years old? 15, yeah. 16? Uh-huh. Did you have your license before you dropped out? Of course I did. Okay, so you were well, 16. It was like a, yeah, at that point I had my full license. I was 16 whenever I dropped out. Dang. So Dang. you didn't do 11th and 12th grade? Well, well, uh, I tried. Well, you go, go ahead, finish. Yeah, I, I tried. So, and and keep in mind, my mom, she's the guidance counselor at this high school. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep going. Keep you can going. you can imagine what 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 she was thinking, right? Yeah. And maybe not even necessarily about me, but she was like, "What do these teachers? What does this staff think of me?" She's actually. Shout out to you, Dana. Also, shout out to my dad, too. By the way, they're fantastic parents. This is all me getting in trouble, everything like that. It was all my decisions. Yeah. It wasn't because, like, we were in a tough spot or anything like that. Like, we were, like, 
Everything was out. No, I, I met your sister. Down. She turned yeah. out fine. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. She learned from me. <laughs> she learned what not to do. I'm two years older than her, so shout out to you too, Scotty. But yeah, shout out to my dad too. It's his birthday today. So oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday Randy. Oh, happy yeah. birthday, Randy. Happy birthday, Randy. So, but um, yeah, I dropped out in sophomore year. Now, I had never failed a class for like grade-wise. I never had a problem with grades or anything like that again. My problem was attendance. I didn't want to go to school. So eventually, I thought I had everything figured out. And I knew everything about everything. And I was like, I don't need school. I need school for it. And I stopped going to school. And so it was a point to where like, my mom would bring me to school if, because I didn't have a car at first. And, but my mom would bring me to school. And I'd go walk towards the front door and then right past it in my buddy's car and we'd leave. <laughs> and it was multiple days like that. And I'd go like maybe two days a week or something like that. But uh, maybe, depending on the week. But, um, yeah. And so, but I would always come on like test days and a couple of my teachers and everything like that. Like I had, mo- the majority of them did not like me very much because when I right. was there, I was a disruption. I was the class clown and like being, being an athlete too, it, it People around loved it. I mean, we were just kind of like, well, you can't really tell us nothing. It doesn't really mm-hmm. matter, right? And not that I was like the the athlete of the schools. We had, I would say, our classes in Bluffton, like my class and the class above mine. Um, I haven't kept up too much with Bluffton athletics or anything like that recently. But like we set we set the bar. I say we like not myself playing in these like state championship games personally, mm-hmm. like our, my my class or what would have been my class and the class above me. They were the first classes to actually like be on the map for Bluffton in football, basketball, okay. you know, baseball. So uh, before then, I mean, we were we were especially football wise. Like it, it's a it's a football town for sure. Were and, you uh, still living at home when you dropped out? Mm-mm. Okay. No, nope. you, you get kicked out. out. No, oh, you moved, moved out. out. Yeah. When you were sixteen, yeah, I told y'all I thought I had everything figured so out. So you're si- you're sixteen and you moved out the crib. So you've been yep. in the trenches since you were sixteen, something like that. <laughs> Man, where did you go? Uh, I had a buddy of mine who um who's like twenty seven. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he wasn't. They weren't too much older. Uh, they were. Well, they had a. Trap His house? mom's had no, no. I never <laughs> lived in the trap house. No, frequented them, but I never lived in them. Um, they, his his mom. They had obviously they had a house. His, his parents and family did, and him and his brother. They had another house on Alljoy, and that was pretty much the party house for a long time. And I ended up moving in there for a little bit, which I think myself and pretty much every single one of my friends at some point had lived in that house at Dang. some point. Now, the only constants were Drew and Devin. It's Drew Lober, Devin Lober. So, shout out to you guys, too. I know y'all probably watch this. So, Drew's still in my fantasy football league. So, he's staying. He's in Nashville, Tennessee now. Nice. His, uh, yeah, his girlfriend, Sammy Cannon. Everyone look her up. There you go, Sammy. There's your plug. So, she's a country singer. <laughs> oh, nice. So, That's she's cool. on the up and up there. She's, she's been making, making pretty good headway there. Maybe we'll get her on the podcast. I could probably make that happen. That's cool. Yep. So what the like, dude? You're 16. You're living in a house with these friends. Mm-hmm. What the heck were you doing all like <laughs> for for two years, man? Like, what what were you even so, doing? I didn't actually live there for that long. That was uh, I, I had a job and stuff like that. Like I was delivering pizzas for Bada Bangs at one point, and mm-hmm. 
and like doing their to-goes and stuff but that's just like what me and my other couple buddies we all worked there because we knew the family and stuff like that and then um yeah, other than that, we were just doing pretty much anything and everything that probably wasn't a good idea to do. Yeah. Like, just getting into mischievous things and anything that gave you any kind of, like, got your heart going, you know, and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So, I actually moved back into my parents' house probably, like, three months after that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It was, was, it it a, was, was it a warm welcome? Mm. Nah. Not too much. Not too much. But uh, they she did let me you go. An ass Something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Something like that. Dude, you're probably a legend, though. Like, you guys hear Landon? He dropped out and he's living in a house. Like, I don't know what I would be thinking if, if I was if like 16. Are, yeah, if y'all were like in Bluffton, it wasn't too much of a legend because it wasn't that. Okay. Yeah, it was a lot I would say like down. every, like the fringe group I had, which, because Bluffton's not very big. Mm -hmm. And so the fringe group I had, like, obviously, your parties on the weekends, high school parties, stuff like that, right. that everyone's going to go to and stuff. That all ran, a lot of it ran through, I would say, us. Mm -hmm. And so, we all dropped out. Mm. Yeah, we all dropped out. Aside from maybe, like, one or two of us. So, it wasn't necessarily, or, like, an uncommon thing. No, no. Well, not for us, at least. And mm -hmm. so, not for the people who still were in high school. Like they would just get out, get out of school, or just be on the weekends and stuff. They'd be hanging out with us, anyways. So, yeah. And so, whenever I moved back to my parents' house and everything like that, did um, it turn around then when you moved back in? No. <laughs> I still did the same thing. Yeah. I still, I still like uh, at some point. I think my parents were just like, whatever, just don't. Like when you come in at two or three in the morning, like don't wake us up. And when, because what we tell you, we tell you you can't do it, and you're probably gonna do it anyways. Right. And um. Like, if we tell you you can't do it, you'll probably be more inclined to go do it, which they probably weren't too far off. And, and so at some, at some point, I felt that it was like, just don't bring any of that stuff in here. And like anything, whatever you go do outside of these doors, don't bring it back in here and, and like just be safe. And like, it's, it was nothing but love from them, but it was, it was tough love sometimes, mm -hmm. which I don't know. Now looking back on it, like, I don't know how they did it. Yeah. I don't know how they did it. Like, I, just, I can only imagine what my kids are going to bring me. Cause I, <laughs> what do they say? Like, well, however, whatever you do to your parents is going to be done to you, right? Yeah. Come yeah. to find out, like, later on, thanks a lot, Randy. Because uh, Karen and Shannon told me all about you when you were younger. So you brought this one on yourself. Just is that your grandparents? No, Karen and Shannon are my aunts. So those are his uh, sisters. My dad was adopted. And those, are, those are his sisters. So. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Yep. And he was, he was brought up in Greenville. But, yeah. So... Then I, I moved back in, and I ended up going back to school the, the following school year. Mm -hmm. I ended up going back to high school. So I'm mm -hmm. like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back. I'll, I'll give it one more shot. And I'm, Mom, I'm going to make you proud. Don't worry. And it was probably like a quarter or two into it, probably like a semester, and I dropped out again. Man. Dropped out again. Then you went back home? At that point, yeah, for a little bit. I mean, I just at that point, dropping out was easy. I'd already done it before. So yeah. I just had the conversation with my mom at that point. Hey, I'm not going to do this. To get your real estate license, you need your GED, right? Yes. So you just I ended up getting my GED. Yeah, okay. Yep, I did end up getting my GED, um, which, that was it? It's a um, gradu so, graduate equivalent diploma or something like that? Yeah, something easy. Degree. Yeah, a couple of my classes. Yeah, yeah, probably not a diploma degree. I think it's the degree. Yeah, it's like graduate equivalent 
or I don't know what the G stands for, honestly. I just knew I needed it. I didn't yeah. really know what. So how long ago, or how long after you were supposed to graduate did you get your GED? Uh, so I got my actual certificate and everything. So I didn't care about the GED until, until the fourth time I went to jail. I'm sorry, how many? Four times. Four. Yeah. I've been, yeah, jail four times. Was this while you're supposed to be in high school? Was this like after that time, like after you were 18? The first time I got arrested was while, yeah, first time I got arrested, I think I was 16. Wow. First time I got arrested? Yeah. Okay. No, it was for obviously misdemeanors there. Mm-hmm. Still possession and I think it was a minor possession of alcohol. And, Which I got and I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it was a DUI. Yeah. At 16? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, my mom knew, obviously, she uh, uh, shouted to Officer Creason, too, our SRO officer. A lot of shout-outs today. At, yeah, at the high school. And he was able to get that somehow reduced for me to a reckless driving. They issued... Don't worry, the, I got another DUI after that, so... The license at 16, man. So what did you yeah. get the license? Average, well, you can get a restricted license at 15 and a half in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's as far you got. Yeah, and then, and then you get your, your license there. Yeah, you so. get a great come up, man. Yeah, my so. license was suspended at one point, too, so for a little bit. So, but yeah, that was the, yeah, then I ended up getting another DUI at one point, too. And that one stuck. Oh, man. I figured if the first one didn't stick, I gotta go find one that'll stick, right? Yeah, I guess so. That's one way to look at it. Yeah, and then third time was um, just possess- minor possession of alcohol again, like, and then your possession of uh, narcotics like marijuana and stuff like that. And mm. then like some possession, not any like trafficking or yeah. any felonies or anything. And the fourth time, well, after the third time was actually when I was like, all right, I'm going to go do this adult education thing that they offered at the Goodwill. At, um, and I went with a couple of buddies of mine who had also dropped out and they were in it and everything. And well, yes, you guessed it. I stopped going to that too. Mm. So, so like you don't have to go to that for your GED or anything like that. They do. They offer that like it's adult education. It's a program and everything because it's like, well, if you need help studying or, or learning or anything like Got that, it. To, I think that was the the premise of it. Yeah, I, I didn't read too much into it. So when my mom was just like, oh, it's your option. And I was like, all right, whatever, I'll do it. So what was that thing that clicked to make you stop? Was stop there what? Um, just getting in trouble. Was there a thing that clicked? I didn't stop yet. So now that, that leads to the fourth time. That I got arrested. That time was felony charges. That time I got arrested for and that story alone. That's that's a, that's a crazy one. I actually didn't do any of it this time around. Believe it or not. That's what they all say. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jane. Go good, the good news is I cannot be retried for this. So. Yeah. Are you gonna but, tell, uh, tell you tell us? Oh yeah, 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 I'll tell you. Okay. Yep. So. And and this is I had already taken. My, my GED test at this point. Mm-hmm. So, so you got the GED? I don't know yet. So, cause it's a little bit of a process. Okay. And so, um, yeah, I guess we'll start from the beginning on that, on the day. So my parents had just gone out of town. They had gone to California, a little, little vacation. We had some friends, like some, some old neighborhood friends who had moved out there and they were going to visit them and everything. It was gonna be fun. I decided not to go because I was too cool to go on vacation with my parents. And, um, and so the first day they left, um, me and my buddy, and my license is actually suspended at this, at this time. And so we, me and my buddy, we take, uh, we take my car and we're about to go pick up one of our other friends from his place. Now this is in the morning, it's probably like nine in the morning or something like that. And it's on a Saturday, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, Saturday. Nine in the morning, we're going to another one of our buddy's house to go pick him up. Because we're gonna come back to my place, we're, 
Now we're gonna smoke some weed, get high, and go to the pool, and you know, have a girlfriend over and her friends and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're gonna have a good time. It's gonna be a good weekend. We're gonna have you know a little get together at my place that that night. You know, have some people over. Parents are out of town. You know, your typical stuff there, right? Right. And so we go do this, right? And and our other buddy that we're picking up, he's like, I gotta go help my brother move a mattress real quick, um, and then I'll just meet y'all over at the house. And we're like, okay. And he goes, can you give um, our friend here a ride to the neighborhood that's like right next. It's, we were gonna drop him off right there, close to it, anyways. Mm-hmm. And we're like, uh, and I've never met this guy before, but I'm just, I'm not thinking anything of him. I'm like, yeah, I mean, sure, why not? I'm, that's fine. Get in the car, let's go, right? And so he puts, like, he gets in the car and puts some of his stuff here. And it's an apartment complex that we're at. And so, um, it's my buddy who's driving. I'm waiting on him to come back. Or not my buddy who's driving. He comes, the guy who's in the back seat, he's going to be sitting directly behind me. I'm sitting shotgun because I can't drive. Technically. Technically, yeah. So I, I told him to drive my, my car, which is actually my dad's car. But um, it's a Honda CRV. And um, the guy goes back in to get, uh, to get the rest of his stuff. And he's put, he puts some coins that are in some cases, like collectible coins, up in the front cup holder. And yeah, I looked at him, I thought it was kind of weird, but I was like, okay, coin collector. Would not have taken you for a coin collector. Okay, (laughs) great, yeah, great. This guy can barely form a full sentence, but he's a coin collector, okay. (laughs) Excellent, like enunciate your words, please. And uh, and so he gets back in the car and this guy approaches the car and I roll my window down and he's like, hey, have you guys seen anybody like running back through this area or anything like that? And we're like, no, why? And he goes, well, my house just got robbed. And his house is, like, out behind this apartment complex. So it's on, like, another road that's right mm-hmm. behind it. And so we're like, no, man, sorry. Uh, we haven't. And we're like, all right, well, I just called the cops and everything like that. And we're like, okay, man, well, good luck. And then I see him make eye contact with these coins. And right when I see him, this, this dude is a big dude. This is a big dude. And I see him make eye contact with these coins. And then we make eye contact. And I immediately... Like, I just think this is not going to be good. And I, I put two and two together. Next thing I know, I get slugged, like, right across the so eye. So this, this dude rears back and just slugs me right through the window. And so I'm sitting here. He busts my eye wide open. Did like, this guy yeah. steal the coins from this guy? It turns out, yeah. Okay. Said, those are some of the things that were he robbed the house. Mm. So I'm not going to name any names or anything like no. that. But, um, yeah, he ended up – I'm not even sure what, what happened to the guy. But um, – yeah, he ended up robbing this house. And so we're like in this parking spot and there's two cars beside us too. And, and my buddy in the front seat, I'll name his name because we both we got everything dropped. But um, his name's Pierce. He actually lives in Raleigh now. He's up here too now. But uh, You can use false names if you need to. Like we, we would not be able to tell the difference. <laughs> yeah, just all right. Bob. All right. All right. Joe. All right. Well, his name's still Pierce. Yeah, it's, it's already out there. <laughs> yeah, this is the year His ago. name's Sammy. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, so, so I'm like, Pierce, drive. Like, get us out of here. Like, this dude is literally in my window. Like, oh, and this I'm, dude haven't pulled off have, yet? Well, I mean, we're in a parking spot, and, like, it all happened very quickly. <laughs> and then this dude, I don't have any kind of leverage. Like, I'm sitting in, and keep on, I'm in, I'm in literally pajama pants, slippers, and a white beater. <laughs> like, I had just rolled out of, I had just rolled out of bed. And so... This guy's like in this window and he slugged me one good time and, and when I say he slugged me, like it was he got me good. I'm surprised I didn't go to sleep. Like I am I'm surprised. There's no doubt I had a concussion. Mm. No doubt about it. Just from that. But uh so he's he's going at I'm yelling at Pierce, like, get us out of here. Get us out of here. 
So this guy decides it's going to be a good time to do an 18-point turn to get us out of this freaking parking spot. And what else does he do? He hits both cars next to us, getting us out. And so I'm sitting here, like, getting just swung on. And, and, and this guy is, is making sure that he's putting his blinkers on and shit to get out of a damn parking spot. Like, look both ways, motherfucker. I'm sorry for the language, but look oh, both ways man. before you back out. Don't worry. I'll be fine. And so finally we get out of the parking spot. And he's, like, pulling off. I'm like, dude, like, step on it, bro. And it's, it's like, well, are, we, are you looking for a speed limit sign? This guy's still in this window running no. with the car. And because I'm trying to, like, put the window up. And this guy's this big dude. Like, he is not letting, this window's not going up. No. It's not going up. So he's halfway in this window. He's still coming into the window and everything like that. <laughs> oh my God. And so he's running. Like, we finally, finally picks up speed. And the guy's running. I finally am able to, like, get myself in a spot in this front seat. And CRVs aren't very big. Yeah. But in this front seat to where I can, I finally get my foot and I kick him out of the window. Yeah. And so, and he, he eats it pretty good. How fast do you think the car was going at that point? Uh, maybe 30, 35. Oh my God. Like maybe, maybe a little less than that. I'm not sure. I'm not really sure. <laughs> that wasn't the first thing I looked at. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, we were going to where like, he pressed charges. He's, he pressed assault charges on me. And so. Oh my goodness. And so that's, but so then. And. Because of all the cars that Pierce hit on his way out, and Pierce, I love you by the way, but uh, because of all the cars that he hit, like um, the bumpers like hanging off of the CRV, and we're driving away. And like once we get away from that, we knew he had already called the cops. He told us, so yeah. we knew they were coming. And so once we get in, there's a little bit of a longer drive to get out to the main road to where we had to go to go back to my house. And like I'm gushing blood, like eyes pretty much swollen up at this point, and I take, I kind of. Like, white beaters ripped and everything, so I'm trying to just stop the bleeding. Mm -hmm. right? And I don't really understand. I don't think I understand what had actually just transpired yet. Yeah. And um, and so we go to pull out of this place. I'm like, dude, just drive the speed limit. Like, we're out of there now. Just get us home. And so this, this cop, there's no lights on, but we see this cop mm -hmm. moving that way. And I was like, Pierce, just drive the speed limit. We drive by, and it's a two-lane road. Mm -hmm. So it was on, it's on 46 over there, which is one of the main two-lane two roads there. Um, I'm like, Pierce, just speed limit, act natural, act cool. We're in a fishbowl, so no tent. Austin, that was for you. <laughs> um, you need tent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, just, just keep it cool, keep it cool. And we drive by, and I'm looking in the side view mirror the entire time to see what this cop's about to do. And he pulls a UE immediately on this two-lane road. You immediately, I said, Pierce, step on it. We got to get to the neighborhood. Because we lived in a townhouse in a technically a gated neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And I said, step on it right now. Make a right at Walter. Like, let's go. He so might not catch us. Before we, we get, if we get into this neighborhood, I know we can get away. Yeah. And so we get, we take the right, and the cop hits the lights. I see him make the U-turn. He hits the lights immediately. He says, step on it. Let's go. Oh, my gosh. And so, so I did assault, robbery, and high speed chase in about an hour. Yeah. Well, probably about 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If that, but. So we get on to Buckwalter, and we're about to make a left into the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Or we're about to get into the left-hand turning lane into the neighborhood, and we're complete this intersection. We get completely surrounded by police cars. Oh no way. Yeah, completely surrounded. There are guns drawn, everything. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then they said, and we, we almost made it. So close. Almost made it. We didn't quite make it. And so yeah, at that point, it's like hands out of the window, like turn the car off, drop the keys on the ground. And then they approach the car, and for some reason, they pick the guy with the gashed eye and 
everything to literally open the door first and just pick me up and dunk me right on my head. Mm. Like, right on the asphalt. Like, I was like, I was, I was coming out. I was like, looking back on it, I was like, I was coming out peacefully. Did we really need to do that? Yeah. I was like, you ever seen the show? Like, uh, kick a guy when he's down, right? But, you ever seen the show Almost Got Away With It? No. Uh, that reminds me of that. Basically, situations like that, they almost got away with it, mm -hmm. but didn't. Yeah. Something like been that. on the show. Something <laughs> like that. I don't know about So Pierce, did he, he didn't get in trouble? We all did. We all went to jail that day. But it was, uh, it was. Um, so what did you get hit with? I got Charges-wise. So charges-wise, I got hit with a burglary first degree, which is the worst burglary you can get. And um, possession of a, of a pistol, because it turns out the guy put a pistol under my seat. No way. Under the front seat. And that was stolen property, too. And so he put the pistol underneath the front seat because he was sitting in the back seat and tried to hide it. And so because I was sitting in the front seat, the pistol became mine. Mm. And technically. Um, so we got, I got possession of a, of a pistol and then uh, assault. And I got assault with a deadly weapon because of the, the possession of the pistol. Oh, my gosh. And then there was some, some drugs in the car, too. So Man. you got, like, possession of... So, so Pierce fucked you got, up. Well, I mean, it wasn't his fault. Yeah. I mean, you don't know how you're going to react to yeah. to a situation like that until you're in the situation. Yeah. So I don't I don't fault him for that. But um, so, it's like he got he got evading a scene and everything like that. Though. Right. So so how did how long did they end up with all those charges sent you, sentence you to jail that time? So the way the way it goes, I, I never went to prison. I only went to jail. So prisons when you get actually convicted. Mm -hmm. Then they then they send you to prison, right? And that's where the where the yeah, big boys are. That's right. Well, and so I was I was there for about three months or so, something like that. Wow. And so, but that was because I mean, was, we had a public defendant, I think it was, and mm -hmm. so I mean, they do what they can and everything like that. But they didn't have any evidence, and we knew that because we actually didn't do it this time. Now, granted, I hadn't done things like that, possibly. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> So, but not that time. That was another, yeah, not that time though. And but that was another kind of level shift for me too. Like just thinking, I, mean, I had a lot of time to think. I did some reading in there and yeah, um, learned a, learned a lot of things being in there that time because that was the longest time. Like the times before then, I had been in for a week and then like a day and then like two days. Right. And then there was that one. But and, three months and, is a long time. Well, the other three times too, I was in a different section of the jail because those were all like. Um, like overnighters. Like, well, they were all like drug charges or stuff like that. You got two different sections mm -hmm. in Buford County to where you've got your violent criminals mm. and then you've got like your, your drugs and stuff like that. Yeah. So now if you're violent criminal and drug charges, then you're going to go in the violent section. But right. So we're in, it's called A1 and we're, we're in there with like people waiting to go to trial for like murder and stuff like rape, myrtle, murder, like all that stuff. That's that section. Mm. And so we're in there with, with them. Now granted, I had already known a couple of people in there luckily. So, well, I made friends or reacquainted myself pretty quickly. Mm. And then, you know, just get good at spades and be a good gambler and gamble some, some, uh, some seasoning packets from ramen noodles or some, some honey buns, call them white faces. Yeah, those are gold in there. Gold. And my cellmate, turns out, I actually played all-star baseball with. No way. And, well, I played against him in middle school. Wow. He was in Beaufort, and I was in Bluffton. And, uh, and his, I'm not going to say his name. but uh, no, he doesn't need to. No. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he got convicted for everything he did. But, um, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, yeah I'm not going to say his name. 
But um, yes, we actually ended up knowing each other. It was kind of crazy. Yeah. And they called him the chef in there. The chef. He knew how to cook. And in there, obviously, cooking is a little bit different than cooking is out here. You got to use what you got. And, you, and so I learned a lot of things there, too. Wow. But, um, but yeah, so they actually said that I probably should have got stitches when I got, whenever I got arrested. But they were like, dude, you need to go to a hospital and get stitches. I said, no, I'm not going to a hospital because I didn't do anything. And just, we need to go down to the, to the jailhouse. And, like, because you go to, like, the Bluffton Police Department and then... If you're going to jail, they'll transport you to Buford County Detention Center. Mm-hmm. And so, like, no, we can go to Bluffton, like, because I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to jail. I didn't do anything. And so, I was like, no, don't take it, because I know if I go to the hospital, I'm definitely going to jail. Yep. So, no, I don't want stitches. I don't want any of that. I'm declining that. Like, take me to the, take me to the um, Bluffton Police Department and, like, call my parents. Tell them to come pick me up. I didn't make it out of there. But no. I didn't make it out of there. But yeah, they were they they tried to roll us up on a whole bunch of stuff in there, and I'm like, can't help you. Like, so, if you're not gonna let me go now, you might as well just go ahead and take me to jail. Yeah. So that was your while you're in in jail. That was your moment where you're like, all right, I gotta I gotta change like some this, things. I think this is karma for because I really didn't do this right. Like, mm. like this has got to be karma or something, right? And I did I did some reading too, and like some like letters and everything like that. So I figured out I got my GED while I was in jail. My parents came to visit me. And they brought me my certificate and showed it to me in visitation across that um, that jail window. That had and to so, been kind of tough. Yeah, it turns out I scored top five percent in the state. Well, there you go. Not very hard. So it was like a third grade test, but <laughs> <laughs> still made me feel good. <laughs> Man. So yeah, they showed me that, and then um, yeah, it was tough to see them across that window like that. So yeah, mm-hmm. I can only imagine. But yeah, it was. Um, Certainly, certainly interesting. So when I got out of jail, then so eventually all charges were dropped because they had no evidence. And mm-hmm. my public defendant literally used the, like, my client was in a white beater, pajama pants, and literal slippers. Do you think that that's, that's what he would go burglarize a house in? Like, if he, if he had the choice? Do you think right. that's? And by the way, did you find any kind of evidence or any kind of, like, fingerprints or anything? That's how I got the gun charge dropped. I never held the gun before. Yeah. I never, like, nothing, nothing in it. My fingerprints weren't on anything mm-hmm. because I wasn't there and I didn't do anything. Right. And so eventually it was dropped, but I had to go through the whole preliminary trial process and all that because I didn't have the money for to be bonded out mm-hmm. or anything like that. Like, my bond wasn't cheap. No. Not for charges like that. So, but it was, it was eye-opening. Wow. And the level shift happened then. So when I got out, I made a deal with uh, my grandpa. Now, okay, when I get out, now that I have my GED... I'll go to college. I promise I'll be good, everything like that. Like, I'm obviously a technical school. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, you got to go to college and um, not Bluffton. And so at that point, I actually moved back to Greenville. I lived with my grandma there. Mm-hmm. I went to Greenville Technical like College. Greenville Tech. Yep, Greenville Tech. And so I was like, all right, I'll do this. I'll make good on this. I'm going to go and, hey, everything, I'm going to turn my life around. So a semester later, I dropped out of college. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But you still had that, that focus where it's like, not really. all right. Nope. No? Nope, not really. I had already lost at that point again. So I dropped out of college, and, and about a year after a year living in Greenville, I was like, fuck this. I'm moving back to Bluffton. And so I moved back to Bluffton. Oh, man. I started doing all the same stuff all over again. No now, way. Granted, I, didn't get, I didn't get arrested or anything. I didn't get caught again for anything like that. But yeah. I, I met my wife, now wife, um, pretty like I had it was kind of like a welcoming party back when I got out of jail like it was uh I had like one day to go say bye to everybody yeah and then I was out Mm -hmm. that was it um 
So when I got back down there, it was kind of like a big welcome, welcome back thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I met Kayla probably within the first couple of weeks of that and stuff. And she was actually kind of talking to one of my buddies. And so whenever they like broke things off, I approached them and I was like, hey, you cool if I, uh, if I see what's going on with that? And mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, that's cool, man. I was like, all right, you sure? So then, so then <laughs> that's where the shift happened, was meeting your wife. Uh, eventually, yeah. Eventually. Eventually, yeah. But that's where that's where I met her, and she would eventually be be the one who uh, who helped me get my shit together. Yeah, and that's where the you know with all of that where the kind of urgency came from. Like we can't stay here anymore. Let's make the jump. Let's move mm-hmm. to Charlotte. Yeah, we were we were both. So she was in college. She ended up being down there again. She's from Rock Hill, mm-hmm. so she ended up being down there because she was. She had a, a now ex-boyfriend who actually went down there, and she followed him down there mm. and, and ended up going to school at USCB. And she was in her last semester of finishing, getting her degree, everything like that. And she dropped out. And I've, she'll say it, too, to this day. Like, it's because of me and my friends group. Like, we were terrible influences on everybody that we were around. And, yeah. like, literally, now, granted, would she have done anything with her degree? She'll probably tell you no at this point because she ended up not – just that that wasn't what she wanted to do anyways mm-hmm. but either way i mean we're still in the hole for the for the damn debt <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> they, they, don't, for they don't forgive that no absolutely not well they do for some people yeah federal loans are starting back up though so yeah, unbelievable yeah aware. she just had the first conversation with uh with uh whoever she's got to go through and stuff but because where we file taxes mm-hmm. jointly That's they don't on go you just now. yeah they don't well they don't go it's not on, so it's still not on me it's still on her now granted i'm obviously it's we're married, so right. But um, because we're we're a joint household, we file jointly. Their their payment plans for their income based payment plans oh, are yeah. based off of both of our incomes now. Yeah, oh. so you got to so, pay a higher amount. Yeah, they want they voted, want their money back. It was literally yesterday that that she said she had the first meeting with them and like virtual or whatever, mm-hmm. and she said a quarter like nine hundred nine hundred and something dollars a month. Okay. I was like, I was like, so, and she was like, yeah, I said no. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, we'll, crazy. we'll figure something else out there. Damn. I just set mine up. I got eight, eight federal loans mm. for like a total of like 27000 I'm paying $50 a month on each of them, so 400 total. Yeah, she's, she's got like over fifty grand or something like that. In loans, so it, it's a good bit. Which, yeah, which I actually, I, don't know, I, I have two, unfortunately. No, it's nothing like. Right. Like what you guys have. I've got like $3,300. Yeah. Because that's what I needed to go to, t- to um, Greenville Tech. Yeah. Write the check, man. Get it paid off. I just paid yeah. off one of my private ones that was at a 12.75 interest rate. Yeah. I don't even know what interest it's rate lines at. The, absolute uh, theft. That's, so, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So I just went ahead and bit the bullet on it. You know, like hurt seeing that much money go out of the bank account. But it also brings my monthly payment down. So it was good. Yeah, it was a win, but I didn't even like, use my pay. I didn't even use my student loan to even go to school, bro. What do you mean? Well, you join I, the club. I used <laughs> I used the student loan to freaking pay for an apartment, bro. That's, oh, that's gotta be oh, fraud. You had your tuition paid for. I got my tuition paid for. But you got like a private loan to pay for like a like living. Yeah, for my apartment because the, the school and freaking JUCOs in North Carolina don't offer housing. Dang. Shame on you, JUCOs. Yeah. Shame on you. I, I didn't know if that was some sort of like 
way around the system or something. I'm like, Todd, we might need to cut that part out. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, nah. I would have got, got a car or something. Damn. But now look at you. You get two phones over there. Yeah, right? Mr. Two phones over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens when you own multiple businesses. I guess so. I guess you know? so. So. But, I mean, that's a crazy story, man. I'm glad that uh, you made it out of that. And probably, I mean, there's a lot of, like, things there that, looking back on, I'm sure you're kind of glad happened because it got you to where you are now, which is big time. Yeah, you know, the craziest part is I wouldn't go back and do anything any differently. Yeah. I really wouldn't. And, no. And because of exactly what you just said. Yeah. If it doesn't happen that way, I think I'm still the same knucklehead I was back then, right? And, mm-hmm. and the later on that happens in life, like the less, the less time and the less forgiving people are, the later on you make stupid like, decisions. Right. How long was you in jail for? Which the last time? The last time, yeah, right? Like three months or so three until months. they dropped the charges. Yeah. You got arrested four times. Mm-hmm. High school dropout. Yeah, I tried to get my my mug. My dad used to keep all my mug shots. Now he's driving a K five, man. Yeah. And yeah. Now you're I'm making one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. That's a crazy uh, story. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I was I was trying to get my uh, my mug shots back from my, my dad used to keep them, but I guess he got rid of them too. So. Oh. Yeah. I'm sure they're online. There's somewhere. somewhere I was trying to go look in archive. I forgot the reason that I was doing. I think somebody. I don't know, somebody asked me about that story one time, and then they didn't believe me after they asked about it. And I was like, I don't, I don't, okay. under, I don't understand the reason that you just asked me to tell you that, and then you, you decided, like, I don't really care if you believe me or not. Like, no, it's pretty in-depth. But I, I, actually, think, I think, uh, I think it I checks actually, out. Yeah, I think I actually did care about it, because that's when I tried to go find that mugshot. Yeah. <laughs> but then, I, I mean, I just found the article in the old paper, so it was, it was pretty easy to show. Wow. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, that used to be the first thing because whenever me and Kayla started, like originally started like dating, dating, it was her, her parents, they Googled me. And that was the first thing that came up. No way. <laughs> yeah, because I used to be, yeah, because I, I used to, like whenever, whenever I started up here and everything, like real estate and everything like that, I used to be worried about it. Yeah. Like, man, what if somebody does Google me? And like that's all they see. Like there's no way I get business from that, right? Yeah. So now it's buried pretty good okay, now. But good. uh it, it's buried yeah. pretty good now, like Google wise. I mean, anybody can go find it if they want. I, like, I probably it. shouldn't run for president or anything, so there's a lot of dirt that people will find, but I don't think I qualify for that anyway. So No, you already aired it out, so I mean you're chilling. You yeah, can run if yeah. you want to. Yeah, you'll, make, so. you'll make more than the president a couple years anyway. Yeah, yeah. probably I think the president, president make that much money. It's like four hundred grand. Yeah, four hundred. Yeah, four hundred. Before taxes. Yeah, before taxes. But that is a lot of money. Oh well, yeah, 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 yeah. no, it is, yeah. Yeah. And and so yeah, her parents were like, uh, Kayla, are you sure you want to do this? Like it's do you do you know who he really is? Mm. And she was like, Yep, unfortunately. <laughs> you know? She actually hated me at first. She thought she said she thought I was a douchebag, which I was. Still Kayla or Kayla's mom. Kayla. Oh wow. Kayla herself, yeah. She didn't like me at all at first. <laughs> Persistence. Work that magic. Persistence. Yep. Fortune's in the follow-up. That's right. right. That's yeah. right. Hell of a lot of follow-up on that one. Seven no's before you get to a yes. Yeah, well, it was more than seven then, but it was a good life lesson. Yeah. So, well, that's, yeah. That's crazy, man. Hold me there. Well, I mean, it might be a good spot to, to wrap up there, um, unless you, either you guys got anything you want to add. Man, I'm the first time hearing the whole story from, like I said before, getting arrested four times, college mm-hmm. dropout, high school dropout, and now you're making 150000 just show it everybody else any anything's really possible yeah it's not it's it's simple but it's not easy yeah sure. it's a lot of hard work and everything like that but uh um, right it's i mean i would say more more so like people make mistakes right like you're a lot of people make mistakes mm-hmm. it happens like we're all human at the end of the day 
Mm-hmm. It's are you going to let those mistakes define you, or are you, you know, are you going to persevere over them and like show adversity whenever you make them? Right? Yeah. So it, it took forever for me to get jobs, stuff like that, because nobody's willing to take a shot. Which hey, I can't blame them. Mm-hmm. And so, it's uh, it's all it's all what you make it. For sure, for sure. Well, I mean, we get the we get to end it there. Yeah, well, that's a good spot to end it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. Um, we got some big things coming up, though. It's good to get you on land and let the people know your story a little bit. Yeah, I'm excited. Get I'm excited a little familiar this. with you. I mean, yeah, we got, um, I mean, we mentioned the last episode. We don't need to spoil anything. Just stay tuned. We got a lot of good things coming oh, yeah. everybody's way. Yeah. Sure. This, is yeah. About, this is about to be a, a good time here. Yeah, we've had some good conversations with, with a lot of people over the past week. This is, I'm, I'm like, truly excited yeah. for this whole thing. Yeah, so I appreciate y'all giving me the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Thanks for coming on, man. Mm-hmm. But, all right, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you in the next one. We